Lynn Jackson. Fire by night. Perfectly prepared. Many are becoming discouraged, tired, and upset with going around and around in circles. In a walk at this hour, they attempt to move ahead spiritually. However, even though their goal is to be obedient, they have not been diligent to obey, to be found faithful in so-called little things. Thus, they feel like they are running into a giant speed bump every time they reach the point of a breakthrough. Truly, I say to you, it's obedience to the little things on an ongoing basis that will ultimately produce the necessary spiritual momentum that will smash through the enemy's resisting tactics and against them and their breakthrough. And at the same time, position them perfectly in the place spiritually where they will, will continually exercise their authority over, over him, the enemy, at every turn. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will injure, injure or hinder you. He who has faithful in very little thing has to be faithful also in much. And he, the Father, raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with Christ in heavenly places, the heavenly sphere, by the virtue of being our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So we have, we must just simply trust God on a daily basis to bring all things into his divine order in this particularly critical and glorious hour. It is also very important for all of us to maintain an eternal perspective. This allows us to enter into the deeper faith and trust daily. It helps us to rise above all fear and worry, anxiety. This in turn allows the Father's best in every area to overtake us continually. And that means that we will be perfectly prepared on an ongoing basis to both receive and walk into the time of breakthrough and divine restoration without missing a beat. So Father, we thank you and praise you, you that at this time, time of unprecedented breakthrough and a divine restoration in our lives. And we declare to be done on an ongoing basis in the precious name of Jesus to your greatest glory. Father, amen. Amen. Exhortation. Do not love the world, though through a heart fellowship with it, but rather seek first the kingdom and to be glorious, to be righteously, I'm sorry, motivated in all things, to make sure all of your motivations are about getting right with God and getting right with God and getting right with God. So do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in it. And for all the things that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the craving for sensual gratification. The lust of the eyes, greedy belong, longings for, of the mind and the pride of life, assurance that one owns resources and the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. And the world passes away and disappears, and with it the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the lust of it. But he who does the will of God carries out his purposes, and his life abides and remains forever. Seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all things will be added unto you. So we get right with God. Then all things get added. So we yeah. all call on the things added. We don't want to be right with God. Mm -hmm. Oops. Christian life, meditations. Those who are obedient to God are connected only to God's will and word. Everything else is subject to change. Just Jesus and nothing else matters. Funny, huh? We walk by faith, revelation, not by sight, sense, knowledge, outward circumstances. Therefore, we consider and look not to the things that are seen, the lower reality, that which is to be real to five physical senses, but to the things that are unseen, through the faith, the higher reality of God's word, for the things that are visible are temporary, brief, and fleeting, something change, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So we need to be looking at the deathless and everlasting things of God in our lives instead of allowing ourselves to get caught up uh, repeatedly in our lustful or, or uh, wanting, needing phase of life. How about letting God show us you know, what he has for us instead of us desiring things of or from God? Yeah. Because they're probably never going to be really in line with the 
with what he wants. So, let's go to May 6th. I'm sorry, May 5th. actually May 6th. It's Liberty in the Abyss of the Gospel, not Liberty in the Abyss of Love. How about that? Gospel love, either way. <laughs> Liberty in the Abyss of the Good News. Okay? I mean, why, why does this not say what it's supposed to say? Because I read this one say. I didn't say they were both saying Liberty. Whoops. I've got it written down in the 6th. I knew it was the 6th. I just thought it was love. Which is fine. Stand fast, therefore, the liberty whereas Christ has made you, in fact, free, which is one of the verses yeah. tonight. Spiritually minded man will never come to you with a demand to believe this and that, but with a demand that you square your life with the standards of Christ. I'm never going to tell you what you need to believe, but just tell you, get right with God. Yeah. Let God tell you what's right for you. Yes. Not far be it for me to tell you what's right for you, right? Yeah. You know, every one of you got your own rights. But again, if you want to do whatever's right in your own eyes, go ahead and do whatever's right in your own eyes. It ain't going to work out well for you, but mm-hmm. hey, do what you're going to do and do it with all your heart. We're not asked to believe the Bible, but to believe the one whom the Bible reveals to us. We are called to, pres- to present liberty of conscience, not liberty of view. We don't get to have our own point of view. We have a liberty of having our own conscience free of, uh, of, of, of pressure or free of, of corruption. If we are free with the liberty of Christ, others will be brought to that same liberty. We're so free, we're walking out like I tell you, I, I teach what I teach and I say it the way I say it and people love to hear what I have to say people want to know the God that I know. Whereas too many of people that, in the church of the time past have talked about, you know, church, we got can't do this, can't do that, and oh, watch your language, this kind of thing, and that's, no worries of talking about that. So the point about it is, they like that, that idea of being free, but let God get a hold of their heart. If God wants them to change, guess what to do? Change it, right? Right. We are called to present to a pre- present liberty of conscience, not a liberty of, of the view. If we are free with the liberty of Christ, others will be brought into that same liberty. The liberty of realizing the dominance of Christ, that Jesus Christ and crucified is all that matters in and through our lives. So always keep your life measured by the standards of Jesus. What would Jesus think? What would he do? Make sure the standards of Jesus are the standards you're using for your every thought and action in your life. And if you're not, you might want to consider doing that because your way doesn't seem to be working very well. Bow your neck to his yoke alone, to no other yoke whatsoever. And be careful to see that you never bind a yoke on others that's not placed on by Jesus. And I don't start, start putting a pressure on you based on what I think as opposed to pressure on you based on what God has said, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it takes God a long, long time to get us out of the way of thinking that unless everyone sees as we do, they must be wrong. That is never God's view. There is only one liberty, the liberty of Jesus at work in our conscience, individually consciences, mm-hmm. uh, enable us to do what is right. Yeah. Well, every one of us has a right thing to do in God's eyes, mm-hmm. and not all those things are the same. Yeah. So, how be it, far be it for me to try to tell you what the right thing for you to do is? Mm-hmm. What you do is get right with God, and God will tell you what that is. And then pretty soon, we'll have, oh yeah, His unity, not our own. Yes. Right? Don't get impatient. Remember how God dealt with you. With patience and with gentleness, would never water down the truth of God. Let it have its way and never apologize for it. Jesus said, go and make disciples, not make converts to your own opinion. I don't have an opinion. What I have is 
to tell you what he's got to say and let that help adjust your way of looking at things. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Which most pastors don't do. Nope. They're busy trying to teach you doctrine. Don't care. I don't have a doctrine to teach you. Except Jesus Christ him crucified. That's the doctrine. Yes. Turn with me to Romans 1, verse 16, of course. It's always one of my favorite 116s, right? Why? Because it kind of sets the platform for what we're dealing with. And that is very simple. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So if I want to know the liberty on the abyss of the gospel, the depths of what the gospel really means, which I've been teaching you depth after depth after depth after depth, below, you know, deeper, deeper, deeper the word of God. If I'm going to let that word of God have its way, every time I teach you a new depth, it does not um, not confirm the one I just taught you. It confirms the one I just taught you and adds to it a deeper and more uh, greater revelation. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. So we might need a couple deeper layers to save us, right? Yes. To everyone that believes, the Jew and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God then revealed from faith to faith. By moment by moment, we get deeper and deeper and deeper into the, the revelation of God. It is written the just. If we're going to be just or right or justified in Christ, it has to be done by us living by faith, knowing that he's taken us there and it's not some path that some man can give you. And we have to believe in that. Amen. Turn with me to 321. 321. But now, that righteousness that we just spoke of, of God without the law, is manifest or revealed, being where it witnessed by the law of the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For we are all sin, we all come short of the glory of God. So being justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, through God did set forth, be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. His. Amen. He was right, so our sins are forgiven because he was right. For the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness in us, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. So our position is starting to believe in the depth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel. 4.1. <clears throat> What shall we say then that Abraham our father had according to pertaining to his flesh? What do you find? Because if Abraham was justified by works, then he has something to glory, but not before God, because it would be all about his glory, not God's. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is then counted for righteousness. Now, isn't that amazing? If I believe, it ain't about what I do, it's about what God's doing in me, I can be walking in complete righteousness right now, even though my actions might not show it. Because if I truly believe that what he's doing in me is working me towards an expected end, the work that he's doing in me to bring me to that expected end is righteous as long as I stay with him in that process. Yeah. So the righteousness isn't because I, I have that as a result. I have that because I showed up. Yes. Big difference. Yeah. In the law, it has to be based on results. In God, it has to be open, it has to be shown because of the willingness of heart to show up and find out. Yeah. Okay? Now to him that works is the reward not regular grace, but of debt. Even as David also described the blessedness of, 
of the man to whom God imputes righteousness without works. Saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute or put the sin back upon them. Comes this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? Does it really matter? Whoever's showing up and let the will of God be done in their life, does it matter whether you're circumcised or not? No. So then we would say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Obviously not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. He received the sign of circumcision as the seal of righteousness. To say God's going to say, I want you circumcised so that you and everyone around you would know that you're walking in my righteousness. And I want everyone to be, have to be aware of it. Not that he walked around with his dick hanging out and let him see it. But they would know from where it's at. Okay? Faith is reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. As he received the sign of circumcision, the seal of righteousness of the, of the faith which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might then become the father of all of them that believe. That, that would make him all-inclusive with everybody, not just circumcised people. That he might be the father of all of them that believe, who, though they be not circumcised, yet the righteousness might be imputed to them also. And as the father of circumcision to, to them who are not of the circumcision only, but also the walk in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had yet being uncircumcised. So we would live in light of what he taught us, which was to be faithful in God. 5.1 therefore, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ, but we have, have an access by faith into his grace, wherein we now stand. Rejoice now in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulations work in patience. And patience, experience, experience, hope. And hope makes us not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for us, even the ungodly. For scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. But perhaps... For a good man, one might dare to die. But God commends his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, now being justified by his blood, we should be saved through the wrath or from the wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, now we should be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received this atonement. So wherefore, as why one man sinned, entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law of sin was not was in the world, but it was not imputed, because there was no law to, to uh, judge them or convict them by, yeah. right? Yes. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, and over even over them that had not sinned after the same similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if Though the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, that gift by grace, which is by one man Christ, it is abounded towards many also. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment, was by one to condemnation, but the free gift of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, even more they which had received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life, shall reign in life, shall reign in life by one Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men to the justification of life. 
brass by one man's disobedience. Many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign unto righteousness to eternal life by Christ Jesus. So what should we say then? Shall we continue and say that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us that were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by the baptism of death, and like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in an newness of life. Or there's the good news. If we will, this is what we get. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified within the body of sin, might be destroyed, and from now on we should not serve sin. For that he did, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more than death, has no, no more dominion over him. And in that he died, he died in sin once, he lives under the, and he lives under God. So likewise you, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Let that therefore sin reign not in your mortal body. That you should obey it and lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness and of sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Not our members, but ourselves, okay? Unto God. As those that are alive from the dead, your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So God came so that the abyss of his. Uh, uh, of the gospel, the good news was coming. It could come all the way down to the bottom to pick us up too. Amen. No matter how bad we were, no matter what we'd done, he did this through the abyss of the gospel for us too. And we have a liberty now. So what then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? God forbid. No, you're not. To whom you yield yourselves, servants to obey his servants, you are to whom you obey. Whether it be sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness, say, but God be thanked that while you were a servant to say to me, you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which he has delivered to you. Be much then made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. So I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, the Adam in you. <clears throat> For as you have yielded your members in past servants and uncleanness into iniquity and iniquity, even so now let's yield our members service to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. So what fruit you had those things, even more of now you're ashamed. For though the end of those things is death, but now being made free from sin and become servants of God, we now have your fruit into holiness, and that end is now everlasting life, no longer death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation those that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but walk after the spirit. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what? The law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, our flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of that same sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh as a man. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh as he didn't but walk after the spirit as he did. For they that are after the flesh to mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, which we ought to be, is life and peace. 
Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in that flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not that Spirit of Christ dwelling in you, you are none of his. And if Christ be in you, though, the body is then dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwells in you too. So therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, live after the flesh. For we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the Spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as that are led by the Spirit of God, they become the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy. The Spirit itself bears witness with us, our spirit, that we are, in fact, the children of God. And if children and heirs and heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For you see, I reckon that the subjects of this present time are not even worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us when we get there, if we let it. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons. We can't wait for the sons of God to return. Yeah. So we can see them as they are because we became like them, right? For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by the reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. We were subject to vanity to all about me, 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 because when we ate that fruit, it had to be about us because we didn't have a God walking ahead of us, guiding and leading us in the, in the natural as they did. So we had to do what we do, right? Yes. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage and corruption and the glorious liberty, the freedom of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation grows and prevails and pain together till now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, for example, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why would you then hope for it? But if we hope for that which we see not, that we do with patience, wait for it. So likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts and knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. 10.8. What does it say? The word is near you, it's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. That if you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich, unto all of those that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall, in fact, be saved. First Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of this cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So where is the wise, where is the scribe, where is this disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign that Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews. That's a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks, it's just foolishness. 
But to them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is always going to be wiser than men, and the weakness of God is, in fact, stronger than men. 2.9 But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man the things which God prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, yes, it searches the deep things of God and then teaches us so we get down the, the abyss of the gospel and he shows us things. Every, I still get tossed up every day. I love it. For what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of a man was in him. Even so the things of God know, knows no man but the spirit of God. For we now have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we also speak not which were words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that now we may instruct him? But you and I, we have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 10. See, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not good for me. All things are lawful, but all things are not going to lift me up. That no man seek his own, but every man another man's wealth. In other words, helping one another. Whatsoever sold of the shambles, that eat, taking, asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullest thereof. If any, if any of them that believe not bid you go to a feast, and you that be disposed to go, whatsoever set before you eat, asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say to you, This is offered and sacrificed to an idol, eat not for his sake that showed it. Why? For the conscience sake, that you might see that you're truly set apart. You're not wanting to do those things. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullest thereof. So conscience, I say, not your own, but of the other. For why is my liberty then judged of another man's conscience? For if I, by grace, be a partaker, why am I then evil spoken of for that which I also have given thanks? Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Let give no offense in anything, neither to the Jews or the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they might all come to salvation, they might all be saved. Second Corinthians one, verse twelve. For our rejoicing is this: the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we've had our conduct in this world, and more abundantly even towards you. For we write none of the things that you that which we have read or acknowledge, and I trust that you shall acknowledge them even all the way to the end. 3.7 But if the ministration of the death written in graven stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of the, his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the administration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even 
that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excels. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is still more glorious. Yes. Seeing that we have such hope, we use a great plainness of speech. Not as Moses, which put a veil away over his face, and the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is, was, is abolished. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remains the same veil, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is still done away with only in Christ. So even unto this day when Moses is spoken, or, or when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is truly liberty. But we all, with an open face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are changed in the same image as the Lord, as same as he is, because we look like him. From the glory to glory, even as the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the Lord has taught us. <laughs> Four one. Wherefore, seeing we have this ministry, we, as we have received mercy, we are not going to faint. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by the manifestation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hidden, it's hidden to those that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should then shine unto them. For we preached not ourselves, but Jesus Christ, the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who has commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined into our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But you and I have this treasury hidden in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. So we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifested in our body. For we which live are always going to be delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Christ might be manifested in our mortal flesh. So that death works in us, but life works in you. So we having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also now believe, and therefore we are going to speak. Go to Galatians 3. <laughs> well, that's just, just, thank you. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 13, 4. There's one more. For though he was crucified with weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. So we also are weak in him, but... We shall live with him by the power of God towards you too. So examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves, because know you not your own selves how that Jesus Christ be in you unless you are already reprobate. But I trust that you shall know that we're not reprobate. Now I pray to God that he will, you will do no evil. Not that you would appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobate. We can do nothing against the truth, but everything we do is for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish even for your perfection. Now Galatians 3. One. What's this sneezing stuff? Sheesh. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? For whose eyes was Christ been 
evidently set forth as he been crucified among you. This is only what I learned of you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit now you're going to be made perfect by the flesh? If you suffered so many things in vain, if it be in vain, he therefore that ministers to you that spirit, yeah. the works miracles among you, does it do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted him for righteousness. Now know you therefore that they which are of the faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the heathen through faith, preached before the, the gospel unto the Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be, be, be blessed. Before the gospel even came, the abyss had already started. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the heathen, preached it before. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all the things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law of the sight of God, it's evident. The just are going to have to live by faith. The law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from that curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for his written curse is everyone that hangs upon a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive that promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. 5.1 Stand fast, therefore, the liberty which wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to everyone that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. So Christ is become of no effect unto you whosoever you are justified by the law you have then fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by our faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. So you did run well. So then who did hinder you that you would not now obey the truth? This persuasion didn't come of him that called you. And a little leaven is going to leaven a whole lump, so be careful. I have confidence in you, though, through the Lord, that you will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever that shall be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then, as the offense of the cross ceased, I would, they were even cut off which have troubled you. For, brethren, we have been called to liberty. Not to use that liberty for an occasion to our flesh, but to love, but by love, serving one another through that liberty. For all the laws fulfilled one word, and this even, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you end up not consumed with one another. So this I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you want to. So if you be led by the Spirit, though, you're not under the law. So now the works of the flesh are manifest. These are those. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, and drunkenness and revelings, and such the like. Of the which I tell you before, and I have also now told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But... If you shall follow after the fruit of the Spirit, it is love and joy and long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and such good things there is no, no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and all the affections and lusts. 
So if we live in the Spirit, let us also then walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of selfish glory, provoking one another and envying one another. Let's get right with God and stay right. Ephesians 1, 3. So blessed be God the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. Good news, huh? Yes. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of the grace where he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace when he has made, has abounded towards us in all wisdom and all prudence. And then having made known unto us the liberty, the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed once again in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both those things in heaven and on earth, even in him, in whom also you have Obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. And whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. Yeah, the gospel of your salvation. And whom also after you believed you were then sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of that purchased possession. Amen. So wherefore I also have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love towards all the saints. I am not ceasing to give thanks for you, making mention of you in all of my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ and Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of himself, with the eyes of your understanding. Be enlightened, that you may know what the hope of this calling is and what the riches of the glory of inheritance. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his own mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might, dominion, and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come. And having put all things under his feet, gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is the body, and which is the fullness of him that fills all and all. Four eleven. We know that he has given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for perfecting the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we, from now on, would be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cutting and craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted with every joint supplies according to the factual working and the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself. So this I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord, that from now on walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you've not so learned Christ. If so, that you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is 
in Jesus. And you have put off concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful, deceitful lust. And you have been renewed in the spirit of your mind Amen. that you have put on that new man, which is after God, is now created in righteousness and in true holiness. Yes. Ephesians 5.1 So be you therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication all uncleanness, covetousness, let it not even be once named among you as not becoming of a saint. But for <clears throat> neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So let no man deceive you with selfish words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So be you therefore not a partaker or a partner with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. So walk as the children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what's acceptable in the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things that are done of them in secret. But all things are reproved, are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever does make manifest is the light. Yeah. So where will he says, Awake you that sleep, and arise from the dead, and then Christ shall give you this light. Yeah. So from now on, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. You walk, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise as understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And submitting yourselves to one another in that same fear of God. Yeah. 6.10 So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So wherefore, take in yourself the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the day of evil. And having done all to stand, I ask that you stand Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod in the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all these things, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take that helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all of the saints. Colossians 1, verse 3. Shall we give thanks to God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you had towards all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is unto all the world, brings forth fruit as it does also in you, since the day you heard it and knew the grace of God in that truth. Nine. This cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, desire that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 
that you might walk worthy of the Lord and do all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father which has made us ready to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from a power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, Amen. in whom we have this redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of our sins. First Thessalonians 2, 13. For this cause, also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, you heard what you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but you received it as the truth, the word of God, which effectually works on all of us that believe. Four one. Furthermore, we beg you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God so you would, and you would abound more and more. For you know that the commandments we gave to you by the Lord Jesus for this is the will of God, even for your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, but no man should go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because the Lord is the avenger of all of such things, as we also have forewarned you and have testified. For God has not called us to uncleanness, he's called us to holiness. So he therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who also has given to us his Holy Spirit. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 So we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because your faith grows exceedingly. And the charity of every one of you towards each other is beginning to abound, so that we ourselves grow in you, the churches of God, for the patience and the faith through all the persecutions and tribulations that you endure. For it's a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you have suffered. Seeing it's a righteous thing with God to repay tribulation to them that have troubled you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Revealed in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Who shall be furnished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the, of the, of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When we shall come be glorified in the saints, to be admired in all of them that believe, because our testimony was believed in that day. Wherefore, also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and he would fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power in you. That the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and that you might be glorified in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus. Second Thessalonians 2 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth when they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie. They all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Yeah. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the very beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth, wherein we called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, brethren, 
Stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by our example. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself, even God and our Father, which has loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation, and he's given us good hope through grace. Let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. First Timothy 1, 5. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart yes. and of a good conscience and of faith sincere, from which some have swerved and have turned aside into selfish jangling, desiring to be teachers of law and understanding neither what they say nor whereof they even, you know, constantly affirm. For we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. But knowing this, the law is not made for righteous men, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and the profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. According to this glorious gospel, the blessed God was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that. He counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecuted interest person, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. The grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and really well accepted that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, whom I am one of the chiefs. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me, first, Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. But now in the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, let it be honor and glory forever and ever. And let that be so. Amen. 2-1. So I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks may be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in goodness, in godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of that truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, yes. who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher, an apostle, I speak the truth, and Christ and I lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and without doubting. Yeah. Four six. So if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, where do you have been have attained? But refuse profane and old wives' fables, exercising yourself rather to godliness. For bodily exercise is going to profit you little, but godliness is going to be profitable unto all things, having a promise of life that now is and that which one is still to come. This is a faithful saying worthy of all exception. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in a living God who is the Savior of all men and especially of those of us that believe. These things I want you to command and I want you to teach. 2 Timothy 1. I'm sorry. 2 Timothy 2.1. You therefore... 
my son, be strong in the grace that's in the Christ Jesus. The things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit you to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. But you, therefore, endure hardness yes. as a good soldier of Christ. Amen. So no man that wars entangles himself again with the affairs of this life, but that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for mastery, yet he's not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that labors must be first a partaker of the fruits. So consider what I say, and the Lord will then give you understanding in all things. 14. These things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they would strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of hearers. Say to show yourself approved unto God, a work where they need not be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they're going to increase to more and more ungodliness. Their word will eat, as does a canker, of whom Hymenus and Philetus, who concerning the faith of error, concerning the truth of error, say that the resurrection is past already, and they overthrew the faith of some. So nevertheless, the foundation of God still stands sure, no matter what anybody says. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and let every one that names the name of Christ depart from sin, our sins or iniquities. Yes. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, of silver, but also wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these things of dishonor, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified meat for the master's use, prepared for every good work. So flee also your youthful lusts, but follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions, avoid knowing they're going to cause strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, be patient, in meekness, instructing those that happen to oppose themselves, if God, perhaps, will give them repentance to acknowledging the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken at his will captive. Titus 2.11 The grace of God that brings salvation is appearing to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, purify himself of peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. Put them in mind who is subject to principalities, powers, who obey magistrates, and be ready to every good work. Speak evil of no man, but be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hating, hateful and hating one another. But that the kindness and the love of our God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed upon us abundantly through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So this is a faithful saying. And these things I will that you would affirm them constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and they're profitable to all men. Hebrews 10, 19. So having therefore, brethren, the boldest into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way, which by which he has consecrated for us through the veil that's to say his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us 
draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he that is faithful and promised. Let us consider one another to provoke each other to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the days approaching. James 1, 12. Bless the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to all of them that love him. Let no man say when he's tempted, though I'm tempted of God, for he cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own lust and enticed. When he lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. So do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, to whom there is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. Of his own will did he Help us be born again with the word of truth that we should be kind of a first fruits of his creatures. Yeah. So wherefore, my beloved brethren, that every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of the man works not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. And be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yeah. your own selves. But if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he'll be like unto a man beholding his face in a mirror. For behold, himself goes away and forgets what he looks like. But whoso looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he, being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in all of his deeds. Amen. First Peter 1, 3. Blessed be God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Inheritance and incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away and reserved in heaven just for you. You who are kept by the power of God through faith, salvation ready to be revealed this last time. Where do you greatly rejoice so now for a season? If need be, you're in heaviness and unmanable temptations. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than that of gold, which perishes though it be tried to fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. Whom having not seen you love, and whom thou you now see him not. Yet believing you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable, full of glory. And you receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Amen. Verse 13. So whoever girded the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end, to the grace that's to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he that calls you is holy, be you all holy in all manner of conduct. Because it is written to you holy, for I am holy. And you will call upon, if you call upon the name of the Father, who without respect, a person is judged according to every man's work. Pass your time of living here in fear. For as much as you know you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conduct, received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times just for you who by him you do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God. So seeing you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned or sincere love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart, passionately, being born again not of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible seed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. For one. For as much then as Christ has suffered for the us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. He that has suffered in the flesh has then ceased from sin, 
that he would no longer slip the rest of his time in the flesh to the less amendment to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have brought the will of Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, abominable adulteries, where they think it strange that we would not run with them in the same excess anymore, they speak evil of us. Who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached to them that are dead, that he might be judged, they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God the Spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. So be therefore sober and watch under prayer. And above all things, have passionate charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Second Peter 1 3. According to his divine power, has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are giving to us an exceeding great precious promises, that by these we might become partakers of the divine nature. We might become partakers of that abyss of the gospel. It becomes yes. ours. <laughs> Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through our lusts. And besides this, give all diligence. Add your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. Your knowledge, temperance. To temperance, patience. Patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, to charity. For if these things be in you and they abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in, <clears throat> in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he's even been purged from his old sins. So wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. First John 1 John 1.5 So this then is the message which we have heard of him and we declare it to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So if we say that we have fellowship with him we walk in darkness we're liars. Truth is not in us. If we walk in the light and sees the light we then have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ shall uh, his son shall cleanse us from our sins. If we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, though he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So my little children, these things I write unto you, that you would sin not. And if any man does sin, we have an advocate with the Father Christ Jesus the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, but not our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says I know him and keeps not his commandments is again a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever will keep the word of him truly is, is the love of God that perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him then also, ought to also walk even as he walked. 15. So I ask that you love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father cannot be in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is going to pass away at all the lusts thereof. But he that does the will of God is going to abide forever. 24, let that therefore abide in you, then what you have heard from the beginning. And if that which you have heard from the beginning abide in you or shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and you shall continue in the Father. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Nice, huh? Yeah. Yes. 
this is the promise you have promised us, eternal life. For these things I've written unto you concerning them trying to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abide you. He that need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is the truth, and is no lie. And is even as it's taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. For we know that he is righteous. We know that everyone that does righteousness is then born of him. So behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we might be called the children of God. Therefore the world knew us not, because it didn't know him. So beloved, now we are the children of God. It's not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope within himself purifies himself even as Christ is and was pure. Amen. Amen. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither tongue, but deed in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For heart can condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. But, beloved of heart condemn us not, we have a confidence towards our God. And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do the things that are then pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandments dwells in him, and he in turn dwells in you. Hereby we know that he abides in us by the spirit which he's given to us. 5.1. So whosoever believes that Jesus is born, Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begotten loves him also that's begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we would keep these commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Yes. So whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is that victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes in Jesus is the Son of God. Nine, if therefore we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God that he has testified of, a, of his Son. He that believes in the Son of God has the witness already within himself. But he that believes not God has made God a liar because he believes not the record that God gave of his Son. But this is the record that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his Son. And he that has the Son has life and he that has not the Son has not life. So these things... I've written unto you that you might believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life and that you might then continue to believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him and if we ask anything according to His will, He'll hear us. If we know that He hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have in fact desired of Him. Jude 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write of you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write to you and exhort you you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this con condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, deny <coughs> denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance. Though you once knew this, how the, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first statement left their own habitation. He reserved an everlasting chains into darkness and the judgment of that great days. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, sir, suffering the vengeance of an eternal fire. So likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, speak evil dignities. 
Yet Michael, the archangel, when he contended for the devil, he disputed that the body of Moses dare not even bring railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. And these things speak evil of those things which they know not, but they which are naturally as brute beasts, known naturally as they as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and rain, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the game's sake of Korah. These are the spots in your feasts of charity. They are the when, when they feast you, feed themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about with the winds. Trees full of fruit that withers without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the seas foaming out of their own shame. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness and the darkness forever. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these things, saying, Behold, the Lord is coming with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, their mouths speaking great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of the advantage it gives them. But beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus? How they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit be, but you, beloved, building up your most selves your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our God through our Lord, Lord and Savior Jesus to eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference in others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hated even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now in him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever, and let that be so. So, so Father, we come before you tonight and say, thank you, Lord. I, I like this message, Lord, when it talks about the abyss of the gospel, the good news. Too often we look very shallowly into the good news and we somehow think that our problems and our past or our things, the way we live life are too uh, profound, too depth, too awful for your spirit to, to redeem. And yet, Lord God, the abyss of that gospel takes us down and lets us see who they were and who we are in light of the, the forgiveness you've given us, Lord God, that, that forgiveness can go forth and bring us clearer back from where we were to back into the regenerated life available through us in Christ Jesus. So we're going to be thanks, we're going to be praised, and be honored and glory for all the work that you're doing in our lives. And ask, Lord God, without question, that you, in fact, be glorified in all that we think and say and do. We pray all this stuff in the precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.